Hello and welcome to this podcast presented by LexisNexis. Because the law is everywhere, at the heart of our lives and our discussions, this series brought to you by LexisNexis and the guests will cover current issues that impact us daily. My name is Fei Shen, Marketing Coordinator at LexisNexis Canada. Now, let me introduce our today's guest speaker, Gary Mitchell, the founder of the On Track Coach, anchored in nearly 30 years of the real-world experience as a communications professional, political strategist, and entrepreneur. Gary is a Canadian lawyer coach pioneer. He has tailored his coach practice exclusively to the lawyers since 2005 accumulating tremendous industry knowledge and insights. So let us welcome Gary. Hi, Faye. Thank you. Uh, great to be with you today. Um, I'm going to be uh, using some, uh, some tips from my newest book, Growing a Law Practice During COVID-19. I'm going to start with a few tips on creating your ultimate mindset, which is from chapter one of the book. I'm going to talk a little bit about self-care, which is from chapter two of the book. And then we'll get into the meat of the business of law, marketing during COVID-19 and business development during COVID-19. And then I'm going to go over uh, the chapters of the book and let you know what the content is for each chapter. And uh, with that, Faye. That's great. Yeah, you know, there is a one thing actually I'm curious about is like, you know, what motivates you to write this uh, growing a law practice during the COVID-19 book? Well, you know, Faye, it's a good question. And what really motivated me was some of the clients I got to work with last year, uh, pre-COVID, as COVID hit, and just after we went into lockdown and through the rest of 2020 going into 2021. Um, if you buy the book, you'll see in chapter 12, some of their stories. They're quite incredible. The, the courage and uh, dedication and drive uh, and discipline that some of these lawyers had last year when nobody knew what was going on. It was crazy times, as you all know. And they persevered, they moved forward. Uh, they achieved amazing things during one of the most disruptive periods of, of, of modern history. And so I felt I wanted to take that, that story, that drive, and some of their, uh, their courageousness and build the story and the business around the business of law and growing a practice to help other lawyers navigate uh, through COVID-19. That, that's really great. I believe not only lawyers is helpful, like legal, all the legal professionals uh, like will helpful, like especially with some like, you know, paralegals and lawyers, they started the business during the COVID, right? They, they're not so sure what to do. I look forward to hear more tips. Well, certainly, certainly paralegals can, uh, can learn just as well as the lawyers can for sure. Um, okay, well, why don't we go right, dive right into it. Um, Chapter one of the book is getting into the ultimate mindset. And I feel this is, this is really important to set you off for success, okay? Before we look at the business of law and the nitty gritty of marketing and business development, I firmly believe it starts with the mindset. And 
I think I've, I've always maintained this, that begins with attitude. I really truly believe attitude accounts for about 95% of everything. It's more important than your experience. In, in my opinion, it's more, more important than your education because with a great attitude, you will do what it takes. You will learn what you need to learn. You will put the work into it and you will do what it takes to do whatever you need to, to grow your practice, to build your career. You know, I'll never forget early on, like it must've been 13, 14 years ago. It was within a year or two of getting started uh, in this profession, coaching lawyers. And I read this article about a top tier uh, US law firm and their recruitment strategy. And they had an interesting approach. They, um, they ignored the top tier law, firm, law, law schools in the, in the United States. They bypassed them. They went right to the second tier law schools, which I mean, in the United States, second tier law schools are still pretty amazing. Um, and they also bypassed the A students. They only looked at B students. So let's recap. They looked at second tier law schools and they looked at B students. And their reasoning was more often than not, those students, the B students at second tier law schools were actually working full time to put themselves through law school. And what this showed was work ethic, dedication, drive and attitude. And it turns out this was a very successful recruiting practice because these students ended up becoming some of the best lawyers at these firms. It struck me because I've always believed it really begins with attitude. Now, a couple of tips I wanna share with you that are actually in the chapter. One, it's really about getting to the start line, right? And you'll know this, you know, you procrastinate your lawyers. Um, I talk about personality traits in chapter one as well and procrastination is one of them. Uh, but you know, as soon as you get to the starting line, that's the hardest part. I kind of liken it to going to the gym. Once you get out the door or go down the elevator, if you're in a condo, whatever, whatever the case may be, once you actually get to the gym, the hardest part's over. You lift that first weight or you get on a, um, a cardio machine, it's easy peasy. It's getting to the start line. So that's part of the focus of the mindset. Also, smaller chunks. When we look, when humans, not just lawyers or paralegals, when we look at a big project, a big undertaking, and we look at the whole thing all at once, it's completely overwhelming. So I help my clients break things down into smaller chunks. I'm not sure of the quote, you've probably heard it, uh, I'm paraphrasing, how do you eat, eat an elephant Elephant, one bite at a time? Something like that. I'm, 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 I'm probably screwing it up. I apologize. But the point is, take things in smaller chunks. And one, and one at a time, and by, before you know it, you've conquered the big project, the larger scale uh, event or um, challenge. Nike, just do it. Don't talk yourself out of it. You're not opposing counsel for yourself. How many times have I been working with clients and you're talking yourself out of something before you even get started? 
So I've always said this one word with clients from the very beginning, Nike, just do it. Don't overthink it. I know that's a challenge. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Just do it. Get to the starting line and get started with something. Okay. Uh, the process. It is a process. You weren't taught business in law school. Uh, most of you, even at larger firms, have not been given the tools or training for the business side of the law. Your personality traits favor everything for the practice of law, which is good because that's what your clients hire you for. So there's some challenges to overcome. You have to understand and give yourself time. It is a process. And with any process, it takes time. So don't be beat yourself up. I know, easier said than done. <laughs> um, but as you go through this process, you're not only breaking down old bad habits, but you're creating new habits. It's all about habits. And it takes time. You have to give yourself the time. I'm a fan of using short, uh, very tight um, words to describe something. Lift the weights means do the work, right? No one else can do the work for you, right? You can read the book, you can take the advice, you can, because there's advice everywhere, but you have to do the work. And as I say to my clients, you have to lift the weights, like going to the gym with a trainer. The trainer can show you, make sure you're doing everything properly. You're not going to hurt yourself, encourage you, give you, give you accountability factor, but they don't lift the weights for you. Otherwise, there's no point. You have to lift the weights. Couple of things I want you to be aware to avoid. Uh, pitfalls that are common that I've seen over the years as you engage in growing your practice and more on the business of law rather than the practice of law. One, there is no easy button. Thank you very much, Staples. Yeah, no, there is no easy button. There's no magic pill. Although the weight loss industry would love you to believe there is because they make billions of dollars off of selling you pills so that you instantly lose weight. It doesn't happen. You have to lift the weights, you have to do the work, you have to give yourself the time, okay? Another thing that I find in, very interesting, you're very intelligent people. And a lot, a lot of people will think that asking for help is a sign of weakness. Let me ask you this, and you don't have to type into the chat box or anything. Just think about it for yourself for a minute. When you think of an Olympian getting on that podium, do you think they got there on their own? Okay, if you're not into sports, what about your favorite singer-songwriter or actor? Did they get on that stage accepting that award all by themselves? No, realizing you need help and asking for help is a sign of strength because it goes back to the very beginning of this part and segment about attitude. It shows that you are willing to do whatever it takes to succeed and get to the next level. And if that means getting help, that means getting help. We all need help. Self-care. When's the last time you heard self-care and lawyers in the same sentence? 
Maybe never. I don't know. But I will say what we're going through right now, what we've been going through for 14 months, and we're going to be going through it for some time. Who knows how long and, and what it's going to look like, but we're not through it yet. There's never been a more important time for you to take care of yourself first. Before your kids, before your partner, before your clients, before everyone else, all the demands on you every day, you need to take care of yourself first. You know, I'll never forget the first time I was on an airplane. I was 18 years old, quite excited, after high school, and I was to embark on a, uh, a trip around the world with a youth group, and I was on the plane for the first time. So excited. And uh, um, the flight attendants were doing their emergency uh, presentation. And when they came about to say, put your mask on first, if the oxygen mask falls uh, from above, put your mask on first before you help the elderly person or the infant. I kid you not, while the flight attendant was putting this or giving this uh, presentation, I could see with an eye shot, I could see an elderly person and I could see an infant. And immediately I thought to myself, well, isn't that selfish? Like, shouldn't I take care of them first? They need help. I'm healthy. I'm able. Well, I was 18. Years later, a lot more life and business behind me. I get it. If you can't breathe, you're not much help to anyone else. Well, stretching it out, this is why I came up with the title for the second chapter called Put Your Mask On First. You need to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And maybe you're scratching this, maybe you're just getting by. And that's probably what most people have been doing for the last year or so. But what if you could do better? What if you could take better, better care of yourself? then you could probably take better care of those around you that you care most about, your family, your friends, your clients. So I've got a couple of quick tips um, to share with you. Uh, the first, and it may seem obvious, uh, but it's also a very personal story for me. Um, watch minimal news. I think that should be the, <laughs> the mantra in normal times, let alone what we've, what we've been going through right now. There's negativity all around us. I mean, just, you know, the news, the media feeds off of uh, devastation and, and all this. It's not good for our psyche. Whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, you are absorbing that negativity whenever you're watching the news and you see the stuff going on all over the world. On a personal note, January of 2020, before COVID was really anything serious, here in North America, um, I made a mental decision to cut my cable. Now you've got to know that being so politically active since I was nine years old, this was a big deal, right? Like being politically active, I'm watching the news all the time, especially what's gone on in the last few years. And I just knew though, that I wasn't doing myself any favors. Like I was taking on things that I had no control over that really didn't affect my life directly. It was all negative. So I cut cable. Little did I know what was around the corner, but I immediately felt like a hundred pounds off my shoulders. I felt the relief of not taking things on that I couldn't do anything about. Fast forward, 
to the fall, last fall, 2020. I'm out uh, with my dog and I see a neighbor and uh, I, I ask him, how's he doing? You know, checking in. He said, oh, I'm having a tough time. I'm struggling. Well, the first question I asked him was, how much news are you watching? And he said with a roll of the eyes, probably too much. And I shared my own, my own story. And I know that I am not the norm with how much news I was watching. I mean, I went from glued to it whenever I wasn't working. Uh, they, even at the gym, I was watching news. That's how bad it was to nothing at all. Well, within reason, mostly just Canadian news. And I just shared that with him. And I, I did see him a few months later and he took my advice and he agreed. It just lifted a whole bunch of stress off. On that note, any and all other negativity, and that may include friends or some family. Right now, you really need to put this barrier up around yourself and protect yourself around negativity. You know, mental health experts have been saying this for over the year. This is, this is a time to take care of yourself more than any other time. A couple of other tips that I found uh, wise, not wise, but valuable in unlocking uh, uh, and lifting your spirit. Reconnect with your creativity. How do I know you have creativity? Because every single client I've ever worked with in 15 years has some creativity. You know, I have, I have clients that are screenwriters, <laughs> novelists, uh, painters, uh, singers, um, you name it. They play musical instruments. Uh, for me, it's singing. I love, I mean, I love writing, obviously. Uh, it's my third book. But uh, for non-business, non-work, non-anything, just creative, pure creative, it's singing. And it lifts you up, it lifts your spirit up, and it keeps you in a better frame of mind. Uh, starting your day with positivity. This is critical. I swear by it. I do it every day, even weekends. I do it every day. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a work day or, or whatever. Um, every day by positivity. I'm going to be, I'm going to get personal here, too. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do for the first few minutes of every morning. I start with gratitude. I look at my life and all the things I am grateful for on a daily basis. And I say it out loud. And I say thank you for whatever it is. I follow that up with affirmations. Affirmations are really about calling things into your life that you want and reaffirming um, and just basically sending that message out there about what you want in your life. And then I follow that up with reviewing my goals, big picture goals. And I, it's like when I work with my clients, I always start big picture. What's the big picture first? And then what's now? Like, what's the next year? What's the next few months? So I do that every morning. Whatever it is you can do for the first few minutes when you get up, have your coffee, Warm up your brain. That's the, way my, that's the way my brain works. I need a few minutes to warm up the brain. Um, me time, you time. Now, for those of you who are caregivers and you have young children at home, uh, the solution's uh, very simple and it comes from my clients. It wasn't me because I don't have children. You get up a little bit earlier. And they've told me over the years, it's, or over the last year especially, it's worth it just to get up maybe 15 minutes earlier, to have that me time before you even look at anything work-wise. 
right? And you do it every day. And it sets you up. It sets your day up with positivity. Another tip I'd like you to think about, and you can start it right now. You can, you can actually start it right now. I call it the COVID bank. It's in the book, more detail in the book. Make a list of all the things you're going to do when we're out of this, when we're freed up. When I say when we're out of this, what I mean is when restrictions have been lifted, when we are more freed up to travel, to dine, to do the things that we normally took for granted before COVID-19 hit. Who are the people you're going to go and see? Where's the first place you're going to travel to? What restaurant are you going to hit first? Get specific. I call it the COVID bank. And it just basically gives you something to look forward to when we're out of this. A, a number of things to look forward to when we're out of this. You know, it's kind of like delayed gratification. We're in this, uh, this um, our, well, North America, I can't speak for the world, but North America, our, our culture is really all about now, 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 now. And COVID took that away from us. COVID forced us to delay our gratification on a number of levels. Probably one of the benefits of COVID-19, in my opinion, because I don't think we should be always now, 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 now. Anyway, COVID bank, make a list of all the things you're gonna do, all the people you're gonna see, where you're gonna travel, where you're gonna eat, what you're gonna do when we're out of this. Keep that list close. Okay, so uh, just a couple of things to set you up for mindset. Now let's get into the meat of the business of law. So what is marketing in a nutshell? Marketing is relationship building. It's relationship building, nurturing, reminding with your overall target market or audience. That's why I have the crowd here. So that's why, you know, McDonald's and Coca-Cola spend millions of dollars a year to remind you how much you need a Big Mac. <laughs> In case you forgot uh, during the course of your day that you really need a Big Mac or you really need a Coca-Cola. So uh, that's advertising. It's one facet of marketing. But overall, marketing is the relationship between you and the target audience. I'll talk about business development in a minute. The core of that really hasn't changed because of COVID-19. We're still talking about advertising, blogging, hosting workshops, although not in person now, more like this, digital or virtual, a uh, couple of tweaks. The core of marketing has not changed during COVID-19. And it won't because what you're doing, what you're aiming to do is the same. Very early on working with lawyers, it became very apparent that time is one of your biggest challenges. Finding it, um, managing it, leveraging it, uh, everything to do with time. Uh, so I basically came up with a method methodology for business development and marketing, and it's called TST. Now I go into great detail in the book about what this means, but in a nutshell, TST stands for targeted, strategic, and tactical. And it's designed to help you get maximum results in the minimal amount of time invested. So it's really focusing in on 
getting, making sure you're in front of the right people, doing and saying the right things. So if you picture this crowd, instead of taking a megaphone and like shouting out to the whole crowd in a, in a, uh, a non-strategic, non-focused way, I help my clients get really focused and really targeted in their approach so that whatever time you have, whatever time you are investing in business development and marketing, you're going to see results. And again, more about that in the book. Now, interestingly, I read an article um, probably about eight months ago, uh, kind of right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of the last 14 months of COVID. And this was a, a legal marketing professional. This was like some blog or something. I can't remember where. Uh, and this person suggested that lawyers shouldn't be engaged in any outside marketing or business development during this time. You should just be focused on your client relationships. Well, I completely agree. You should always be focused on your client relationships. I also completely disagree with the statement that you shouldn't be doing any outside marketing or business development. Buy the book, read chapter 12, read the stories of the clients who persevered and moved forward last year and ask them now how farther ahead they are because they did move forward during COVID-19 and they didn't wait. I don't, what are we waiting for? We don't even know what we're waiting for because we don't know what this looks like whenever we're out of it. Whatever that looks like, no one can tell you, right? There's no playbook here. So why would you wait? Your competitors are going to be waiting. Here's the opportunity. I always, always, always believe crisis equals opportunity. And because lawyers are risk averse at the highest scale of humanity, most of your competitors are going to sit on their hands or bury their heads in their sand, in the sand. That means opportunity for you. Even small steps, small incremental steps moving forward with your marketing and business development efforts will produce greater results because your competitors are sitting on their hands. How do I know this? Because I know lawyers and I know the industry and I talk to people every day and I see it every day. So there's tons of opportunity. Don't wait. Wait for what? We don't even know what we're waiting for. Okay, business development. What is business development? Well, very much like marketing, business development is all about relationships, but it's the one-on-one, -on -one, right? Well, marketing is the relationship you, have, you build with the overall market or audience that you're looking to attract, whether that be business or um, personal, you know, if you're a more retail law, Business development is the one-to-one -one interaction, the relationships. Now, this has been widely affected by COVID-19, as, you, as you're acutely aware, right? The face-to-face, -face, um, that was almost completely wiped out. And social media was there before COVID. And Zoom was there before COVID. But they've become more prominent now uh, in our daily life, as you know and business development has moved towards more virtual and more digital. Will it go back? 
Um, that's a question that uh, I am willing to predict. Will it go back to the way it was 100%? No, because nothing ever goes back to the way it was 100% after such a major disruptive event. And that, I'm a student of history, among other things, business, history. Whenever we've had such an incredibly disruptive event in, in human history, we never go back 100% to the way we were doing things before. We've already moved forward. We've learned how to work from home. We've learned new technology. We've learned that the sky doesn't fall from having people work remotely, right? We're not going back. So embrace this. Embrace this new reality. Yes, we will get to a point where you will have some face-to-face -face and it's going to be awesome, right? Take a client out for lunch. It'll probably be like the best thing since sliced bread, right? Because we were deprived, uh, deprived of it for so long. But the new technology, the new approaches uh, for business development, they're not going away. They're not going away. And remember, the core of what business development is has not changed because of COVID-19. It's the relationship building, right? And again, I go back to the TST, the targeted, strategic, and tactical. It's the same thing with your business development, making sure whatever time you're investing. I mean, lawyers are always asking me, how much time should I spend? Like, I want minutes, like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. <laughs> I always laugh at that. Um, I can't tell you, I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day. What I will prescribe is the habit, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes, do it every day. That's what I will stand by. And over time, and of course, because of the uh, ebb and flow of your practice, you can't commit to 20 minutes or a half an hour every single day because your workflow uh, goes up and down, right? One week you're crazy busy, and then the next week you've got time on your hands. Like those two people out of everyone who said they have time on their hands. I've actually never heard of a lawyer have time on their hands, but anyway, I'd like to know what practice area you're in, by the way. You should reach out to me by email. I'd be very curious. Um, anyway, uh, the point is that we're not gonna go back to everything the way things were before. We never do. All you have to do is look at history. I'm not some fortune teller, okay? Uh, I just know history. I read history. Okay, so I'd like to spend a few t a few moments now talking about the book and its content. Um, I've given you a couple of uh, tips from uh, chapter one, the ultimate mindset. I've given you a couple of tips from chapter two, self care. Put your own mask on first. Chapter three is about practice management and includes some of your favorite topics like docketing. <laughs> Uh, docketing, time management, organization. Um, you know, when I got started coaching, it was all about business development. It was just very uh, focused on getting more clients. And over the years, working with large firms and solo practice and startups and everything in between, um, I've learned a lot more. And I now include practice management in my business coaching program because if you don't have time to do business development or marketing, you're not going to do it. So I help you find the time by getting more organized and more focused. Chapter four, client service. You'll see a pattern here. The first four chapters have nothing directly to do 
with the business of law, but they have everything to do with you and building a solid foundation. So that by the time we get to chapter five, which is diving into your business plan and looking at the business of law, you've got the basics taken care of. You've got, you're in the right mindset. You're taking care of yourself. You're organized and using your time most wisely. And you're very focused on your clients and, and great service. So now you take a look at how do you grow from here? Business plan. Chapter six is marketing. Chapter seven is business development. And of course, I go into much greater detail than I've given a couple of tips today. Uh, I go through all the marketing tactics and all the business development tactics specifically with strategies for each one, uh, proven strategies that will help you grow your practice. Chapter eight is HR and higher profitability. If you follow the advice from the previous chapters on marketing and business development, you're going to grow. Okay. And whether you're solo practice and you only have one assistant or you're growing a small firm, the HR component is huge. Building a strong team around you is paramount to your success, whatever you're growing, whatever you're building. Chapter nine goes hand in hand. It's effective leadership. How do you become the best possible leader as you grow whatever you're growing, your solo practice or a firm or something in between? Chapter nine, chapter 10 is major transitions during COVID. And I certainly had experience last year working with a number of clients who were in major transitions. And those transitions include changing firms. Uh, they can include changing practice areas because the market challenges and changes that COVID-19 brought about. As you are aware, some practice areas took off like employment and family law. Uh, some practice areas tanked like M&A, right? Um, this is normal in a, in a turnaround economy, but this was like, I don't know, a hundredfold because of COVID-19. So these are major transitions and a lot of lawyers have had to look at their practice and get real and realize in, in the next couple of years, they're gonna have to change, make some changes. So that's covered and also growing from solo practice to law firm. If you're going, if you're growing, that's another transition that's covered as well in chapter 10. Chapter 11 is kind of a bonus uh, chapter. It's not really about growth. It's more about the end of your career. It's succession planning and your retirement. And I actually uh, really uh, encourage uh, clients from startup to think about the end game right from the beginning, because there are ways you can uh, increase the value of the firm and your brand right out of the gate and do things at the beginning that will save you time and money in the middle or towards the end. Then chapter 12, probably my favorite chapter. I didn't write it. It's all clients. It's their stories. It's called In Their Own Words. And there's some amazing stories of clients uh, making changes and moving forward and taking the courage and discipline to take more control over their career and their practice or their firm. As COVID hit in March 2020 uh, and through the months that followed into 2021. Again, that's my favorite chapter. That's client stories. Thank you, Gary. This book, it's like it's a very thorough book. And first you prepare the legal professional to have a mindset ready and taking care of their mental health. So they get like, you know, get ready 
and then geared up and learning the knowledge of marketing and business development, HR, uh, practice management, all that thing and lead their success. That's a very, very thorough book. That's wonderful. This is your like a third book, like you wrote like Ring Dance and Ring Dance 2. And what is special about this book? What's the difference about this book? Well, you've actually just, uh, Faye, I think you just uh, hit it. Um, it's the most uh, thorough and holistic approach uh, I've personally written about the business of law. And I'm not aware of any other work out there that includes the level of foundational like mindset and self-care um, before we talk about business. So I think, you know, and, the, and I have to say, um, I'm, I'm a bit proud of this, this work because it was, it was challenging on a whole new level uh, to encompass all these other things to help the client like I was in the moment last year uh, with the clients that were, were so courageous um, doing these things. I mean, some of these things that they were doing in normal times are like, wow, right? Uh, for lawyers with risk adversity and the whole thing and the chances people were taking and risk and all this. But in COVID, when nobody knew what was going on, it's amazing. Uh, so I have to say that it's the most holistic approach to growing a law practice. And you can take the formula for growing a firm. Um, it doesn't matter which practice area you're in. It doesn't matter where you, where you live geographically. Um, it's, it's applicable to all lawyers who are looking to grow who are, or looking to do things differently and maybe have more life, more life balance. Let me just uh, take a couple of moments to close here. Um, Something motivated you all to jump on this webinar today. At least one thing, maybe a couple of things. I don't know. Um, but something motivated you to come on to this webinar today. I encourage you to listen to that voice, to keep listening to that voice, whatever motivated you. I think I brought it up earlier under marketing, but when we get out of this, whatever that looks like, again, who knows what that looks like? Do you want to be limping or leaping? It's your choice. Like, I never judge my clients. I'm not there to tell them what to do or what they should do or what they can do with their career or their life. I'm here to help. It's you that makes the decision on where you want to go. You have the opportunity more so, I believe, you know, 15 years in, I've been through the economic downturns of the recession in 09. I've seen things turn around, but because of the nature of the disruption, because of the nature of most lawyers and your competitors, you have the opportunity like I've not seen before to get out in front of your competition. And here's another thing. The whole world has been turned upside down. People have been trained to expect the unexpected, to follow and do things that we never would have done before. Do you think people would have been working from home had COVID-19 not come along? People from law firms working from home? Oh, the sky would fall. No work would get done. Oh my God. But then COVID-19 came around, boom. So we've been forced, and this is, this is an opportunity, We've been forced to look at things different. We've been forced to be open. This means that you can do things differently. 
you can work with your clients differently. You can take new approaches. You can take a little bit of risk, a little bit of risk, and it will pay off in spades. So let this serve as a calling, a calling to try new things, to do things differently, to take a little bit of risk, to not be so afraid of making a mistake here and there on your way to creating your most incredible career and law practice. Thank you.